Hi, welcome back to my podcast, which is At the Corner of Peace in Mind with your host, Trinity Gwen. Um, I know that this is Saturday, and today today is Saturday, and I said that I would be doing it on Friday. Let's just say, not let's just say, this week was very rough. <laughs> and another thing is, I forgot that I started going back. I decided to go back to my old job that I had last semester on campus, and since I don't have classes on Friday, I'm just going to be working on Friday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Um, I wanted to see how this first week went, uh, or like the first real week of classes to see how, you know, maybe I can have a job, maybe not. And turns out I dropped the class. <laughs> I dropped the course because 18 credits was way too much. Six classes was way too much for me to do. And that's fine. I just had to listen to myself, listen to my body. And I was like, doing this for 10 weeks. And the class, it wasn't It wasn't also that I just didn't like the class. I really enjoyed the class. Um, it was actually a small, intimate, like, little class. So it's obvious that I probably left. <laughs> but uh, it was my African women's literature class. And like I said, I enjoyed it because I really liked reading about women in my community and just outside of the continent in general but it was you know it's it's literature based so I'm reading books along with having uh discussions and stuff like that and it was just like mm, I don't like this being ruined for me like I really love to read and I like to read on my own time I even enjoyed the book but it was just so hard to okay I have to read this book to this page have questions for it then I have to do this for my research and measurement class then I have to do this for human communication I have to do research for my impromptu speech then I have I was like way too much I have discussion boards that I need to get to I have another discussion on my online course then I have my advertising writing and storytelling and I was like no 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 something has to go something something's got to give so that's it <laughs> I'm sneeze I'm, I'm sniffling because it's cold in here again and I will just have more layers the next time because I don't think this is something that they can fix or like they can really control and it sucks because it's like it's one of those things that the entire building isn't cold it's just this one room and it just so happens to be the room that I'm using right now but I digress uh, like I said, this week was terrible, and it's fine because it's over with and everything turned out okay. And, uh, I mean, more than okay. Everything turned out way more than okay. Way better than I anticipated. <laughs> it really knocked me out. It was just thing after thing after thing. Goodness gracious. But, like I said, it's over. And I'm here, and I'm alive, and I did it. And if something happens like this again for an entire week. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but yes, I do. <laughs> I'm just gonna roll with the punches. I just, if it's gonna happen, make it happen maybe like in a couple of months from now. I can't do this like consecutively because that's that's terrible. Why would anybody want that? So that's it. Um, if you're wondering what the book I was reading, it was A Mercy by Toni Morrison. And it's like 1600s, pre-Hamilton, of course, um, I think this is around like 
like the Portuguese were Catholics at the time and people were like against that. You know, I couldn't read that much into it because I started, we started this book. This is the first book we started and then I dropped it. So <laughs> I don't really read it anymore. Maybe I'll pick it back up. Maybe I'll take this course in my senior year when I don't have that many classes to do. So that's, you know, that's different. And one of the projects I had mentioned last week that I'm doing research for on top of like the, re- the the project in general I have to do research for, one of which is Toni Morrison's books and it is The Bluest Eye. I read it, I actually read it in my African-American literature course in high school, my senior year of high school, and it was great. Um, I think that was her first book, actually. That's probably why I understood it so well. I guess, I don't know. But that's all that I'm going to say for the week. And like I said, it was just, we're here. And I'm going to get into today's topic. So let's get started. So The Comfort of Trying New Things, that is the title of today's episode. And let me get into specifics. So we have a lot of things that we feel comfortable with. We watch, we rewatch a lot of shows. We indulge in the same movies every once in a while. And sometimes that can be a little unhealthy. Um, This isn't like bashing anyone. I am a culprit and I'm a victim to this too. I have watched the same three shows um, for years actually. And I'm just starting to break that habit of like watching new things. So I will watch New Girl. I've been watching, rewatching New Girl since like... Oh, goodness, since, like, the eighth grade. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I've just realized how long that's been since eighth grade. And I remember watching, I I remember um, watching it for the first time because around that time we were moving uh, away from the, we were moving out of the city into the suburbs. And every time I think of New Girl, I just see boxes in my room and my room's starting to get really, you know, empty and it was just so surreal because I was like man I'm just not going to be living in my home my physical and just like where I'm from I'm just not going to live there anymore I mean you know it was like an hour away but you know you understand the sentiment but every time I watch it I just kind of think about that and now that I think about it maybe that's why I watch New Girl so much because it was the last show that I ever watched it in somewhere that was so familiar to me Wow. It only took me, like, what, since eighth grade? I'm a sophomore now. Uh, Like, six years? Because high school, I was watching in high school. So, yeah, about six years. That's crazy. (laughs) Wow. That's something. But along with New Girl, I also watched The Office. And I watched um, Friends. Honestly, I... It's not that I don't think... um, it's, I mean, I enjoy The Office more than Friends because The Office is just a, a humorous show that kind of like is kind of up to par with my humor. And I'm get, of course, The Office is like something that like highlighted and built my per, built my personality. But before I even started watching um, The Office, it was just like, oh, this makes so much sense. This is like, this is it. This is like peak, this is peak cinema. <laughs> I love this show. And then Friends was just like something easy going. I can just watch six people like 
not ruin their lives together. <laughs> That's kind of far-fetched. Watching six people just, like, live in New York in their 30s. Kind of unrealistic now to think about it because these are all, like, all of their jobs are different. Like, um, Ross is a paleontologist, and he works at the Natural Museum of History, I think, and Monica's a chef. Joey's a freelance actor, like an aspiring actor, starving actor, is not the term. And then what does what does Chandler do? I think there was a whole episode about that that was like, what do you do? Because he did some corporate job, whatever. And then Rachel, she worked at the coffee perk. What? It's been a long time since I've seen Friends. She worked, where'd she work at? It's like a run on words. It's like a New York thing. It's like Central Park. That's what it is. <laughs> All of the Friends fans are probably going to get on me. I know it now. I understand. I know exactly what it is. It just took me a second. But yeah, all of them, they lived in these really nice apartments, and especially in New York. And the state in New York is just crazy. And I know this because my brother, he lives in New York, and he's he lives in Queens now. He, um, he was in Brooklyn for a little bit. But, like, you know the outer cities of New York, like Queens, Brooklyn, the Bronx, and stuff like that. Once you get further away from New York, New York, the state kind of goes, like, further down but like if you're in Manhattan Manhattan I it's just crazy so <laughs> I'm kind of rambling but it's fine we're here you're listening to me because you like to listen to me but I digress all of those shows are just something that I like to watch I like to watch I had a breakthrough with New Girl I'll figure it out why I love The Office so much and why I love Friends not as much as The Office but you know I watched it you know a lot <laughs> and finding nemo of course is another movie i don't think it's necessarily unhealthy it's just like a part of me at this point because i've watched it when i was a baby and it's just we're gonna be 20 years old this year and it's just kind of surreal i'm like wow this movie has been with me my entire life and not a lot of people can say that you know they can they can't have their first memory of it being when they were a baby and seeing all the colors and stuff so when that happens, I don't know, it's just hard for me to, you know, be like, oh, it's not, it's unhealthy. It's just, no, it's just a part of me. So Finding Nemo is kind of like an exception. But I still want to add that in there. But um, since my set can be a little unhealthy, I learned, it's like I knew it, but I was like, anyway, it turns on New Girl. Um, I heard that if you rewatch, <laughs> they're like if you rewatch multiple tv shows and movies that means you have this is an indicator of severe mental illness or like signs and mental illnesses and this is when i was like okay anyway just watch this new girl for the like the ten thousandth time and that may be true i'm not you know i'm not denying it like there is something the the there's something wrong with it but i also just kind of like dove into it a little more and they were like oh the reason why people watch it so much is so that they don't get disappointed they don't have to be surprised and I was like okay that makes a lot of sense because although I know the plot of New Girl I know the plot of Office I know the, the plot of Finding Nemo all of them are just things that I don't have to be disappointed about I don't have to fear what's going to be happening it's comfort because I know about this. I know this thing inside and out. 
And if I learn something new, it's just, it could disappoint me. You know what I mean? Um, and then that just <laughs> can be stemmed from other uh, walks of life that's not the same with everybody. So, but can be, you know, kind of put in together, different experiences and different circumstances and all that stuff. So, do I see it as a bad habit? I mean, it could be really deep down, but um, I think there's nothing wrong with liking something that you feel really comfortable with, but there's also nothing wrong with diving into things you aren't comfortable with and or you're just really, what's the word? Not unexperienced, but something that you're not um, aware of, something that you're ignorant to, you know what I mean? So um, as far as like welcoming new pieces of comfort, there's a reason that I do that because I noticed that although the new show, the, the shows that I watch are always going to be there, I never have to watch something new because if I like this so much, why do I just keep, why do I just keep watching this? And that's not the case. And it can be rooted in a lot of things and on top of the whole being disappointed because outside of shows and stuff, sometimes we have habits that we do that make us feel comfortable because it's the only thing we know, really. And <laughs> those bad habits are sometimes, ew, this sucks. I hate that I have to, sn- like, I have to sniff every once in a while. I try and do it away from the mic. I'm just, I'm trying to get through what I need to say. Um, but the bad habits that we usually do often come from times where this thing has repetitive, repetitively happened. Is that a word? We're going to make it a word if it's not. But if, let's say, what's something that I usually do a lot? <sighs> okay, because the, the podcast is called At the Corner of Peace in Mind. But sometimes if it's a really rough topic, I try and turn it right back around into a full circle so that it, you know, connects to the title. So for a long time, I've had a hard time expressing with my feelings because there have been times where I haven't been able to fully feel what I want to feel and in that moment if I was upset and I was valid to do so it was kind of frowned upon so when I would do that it was just you know if this keeps happening maybe I should just stop maybe I should just be quiet (laughs) right maybe I should just not say anything anymore and just be complicit even though I'm not and that's not good and for that to happen for so long and for you to do that for so long, it's it comes up as a bad habit. And you don't realize that the other things that you can do um, are more progressive for you. I'm trying to word this the best way that I can because, yeah, this is a comfortable thing that you do. This is something that works for you. But sometimes things that work don't really work (laughs) if that makes sense you may be doing this one thing for a long time and it's your system and you know you haven't had any complaints about it so far but you kind of get blindsided by it because it works for you but on the outside from other people it's just like no that's not that's not how it's supposed to go you could be do you can be doing something way better and feeling better by doing that And it's hard to break that habit. It truly, truly is. But once you do, or once you feel yourself um, kind of breaking away from that habit, it just, it's, it's worthwhile. And 
the people around you see it, you see it in yourself, and it's more fulfilling that way. So I guess because I'm not like, I'm not a guru. I'm not a lifestyle guru. I am, <laughs> I am not even 20 years old yet. So whatever I learn, I just, I just speak it out and see if anybody else learns about it. So I'm not like an expert on anything. I just project what I know. Um, that's basically it. But what I mean is being more gentle to yourself is, it sounds vague. You know, like when I, if you hear me say be more gentle to yourself, that's like, oh, put nice clothes on, um, go outside or something like that. It's more than that. It's more, it's more self-work than you really, really realize. And sometimes it's looking at yourself and you're like, man, I have a big pimple on my face. But no, it, that may be true, but being more gentle sounds like, hey, there's a pimple on your face. You've been working a lot. You've been stressed out. You've been doing a lot of work, and I'm proud of you for it. But don't let yourself um, lose sight of what's important, and you're important. And your body will tell you whatever you need. And if your body is saying this, oh, maybe maybe I've had not good food lately maybe I just haven't had enough water maybe my period's coming maybe something's happening and when you look at that and you say oh this sucks I look terrible you're not being gentle to yourself and that's just a prime example um I wish I knew that uh when I was (laughs) I wish I knew that when I uh was in puberty like I was in in middle school when puberty was coming and all that stuff and my body was changing and I was like what's going on and if I was gentle to myself I was like this is supposed to happen just trust the process you'll be you no matter what that's something that I should have that I should have told myself because I know I really needed it but now that I do know I can help other people I'm not saying I don't know any I I know a lot of people around puberty (laughs) because I'm in college but um, when my nieces and nephews, potential nieces, I only have nephews right now, um, come and talk to me about stuff and I'll have what, I'll, I'll know what to say around them. So that's good to know. Um, also being more gentle to yourself also comes from, that can also, also stem from people being gentle with you. You could be so used to people treating you very, very terribly, And then there's people in your life that just kind of come unexpectedly. And sometimes what you think you deserve is just kind of turned around from what others think you deserve. I don't know how to explain it because you can, (sighs) this episode is going to be all over the place, but I really hope you guys are staying with me. Um, What I mean is you may think that you deserve the worst Um, outcome with anything and then someone comes in and gives you what you didn't even ask for because that's just common courtesy to them that's just how they are and then you realize I'm like I don't this isn't what I deserve I deserve this I deserve this that makes me feel like a person this person is nice they're not like nice with conditions I mean well everyone has conditions but like you know (laughs) <laughs> they're not they're not nice in only some circumstances they're just 
a well-renowned good person and maybe I should deserve this. And this is this isn't even like has to be in a romantic state. This could be friendships because friendships are always forever. And the right people around you will remind you of who you are. Or bring out or and or bring out the best in you. I am so sorry that this episode is all over the place. It's just whoo. Like I said, it's been a, a rough week. So trying to get back and trying to be as mellow as I can, we're slowly getting back into it. And I wanted to stay on my um once a week, you know, upload. So that's that. I will be more balanced next week for sure. I promise. <laughs> but I'm glad. Thank you for being patient patient with me because I really, I really appreciate it. Now, that's actually all that I really had to say as far as like my outline because every every week before I come in and record, I write out my outline and some people can just kind of go off the dome when they have podcast episodes or maybe not. I haven't been on anyone else's podcast that much, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't really know a lot of people's methods. But this is mine, and it works. Um, I have our little tradition that we started last week, and I read um, these little snippets of literature that I found on TikTok that kind of make me feel good, and I want you guys to feel good, so I wanted to share it with you. The last one... The last one was by Danielle Kopke. I think that's how you pronounce it. But this one, I can't find it for the life of me. I can't find the author and I can't find the book. I even copy and pasted the whole thing and put it into Google. And they were like, here's articles about such and such. And I was like, this is not helpful. So I apologize. Um, this is not my work. I did not write this. And this is from... TikTok, so <laughs> I'm going to read it. And then that's how we're going to close off. And maybe we'll have some remarks, who knows. People love you. People want to be around you. People see your light and are inspired by it. When you leave the room, they talk about how lovely you are. Strangers notice your beauty. They feel attracted to your aura. People want to hear your ideas. They want to explore your mind. People want to be your friend. They want to be close to you. They want you in their life, even if no one else has told you lately. Trust me, people love you. This is so good. I did it again, first try. <laughs> um, I really loved that little piece, something that could you know, keep you going today, no matter what time of the day it is. It's like 12, it's, it's noon when I'm recording, almost one o'clock actually. And that's about it. I love you guys, and I will have more things to share next week. Maybe we'll dive into some Disney. Like, maybe I'll have a Disney playlist in part of the podcast, if I can do that. So maybe next week we'll talk more about Disney and then shows and things that, like I said, bring me more peace. I love you guys. See you soon. <laughs>